Hi, Aiden. How are you doing? Welcome to Second Last Supper. Hi, Rob. Howdy. Uh, lovely to see you. Thank you for for having me. I'm I'm honored to to be here to speak with you. Yeah, the honor is mine because uh, I am a big fan of your product, and uh, I am also using it right now as we speak. <laughs> like uh, like for the people who do not know, Aiden is the founder of Free Incubate and. Camo is a, a part of Reincubate and it is an app which lets you use your mobile phone as a webcam. It has been a game changer for me and uh, it has been a game changer for a lot of people who do uh, video chats, do streams and uh, it is the best discovery I've had in last post pandemic. So thank you for making this app. Oh, my, my, my pleasure. It's always awesome to, to see it in use. Yeah, so uh, I have a lot of questions about Camo and uh, how did the idea come up? Like, I want to start with the most basic question. Sure. Well, I, I suppose I'm uh, something of a frustrated entrepreneur in that the problems that I solve are often problems that I've encountered myself. Um, and in our case, we have been building software in and around Apple devices and Apple uh, systems for about 10 years uh, when the pandemic started and we were quite early in sending the team home uh, we were all based in one office in the uk now the company is remote but we found even with sort of the best laptops and the best webcams i couldn't really see people properly see what they looked like and so i went on this voyage of discovery to learn about how you get good video quality and the answer seemed to be you buy a dslr so you spend maybe two and a half thousand dollars on one of these yeah. uh, and you connect it up and that's a very complicated process and they overheat and you have latency problems and all sorts yeah. of issues like that. And I didn't really want to send a two and a half thousand dollar camera to every member of the team and have right. them go through that painful setup. So essentially the question was, can we find another way to get good video quality? And the answer we discovered was yes, because the camera in an iPhone or indeed in a lot of Android phones is far better than anything a webcam can do and is equivalent to a sort of a lower end professional camera. And we saw people like Lady Gaga had shot uh, music videos using the iPhone's camera. So we thought, we're going to do it. And that's what we did. This is amazing because uh, I am a very modest person, but I would like to take the credit of, uh, let's say if like you, like you have an ex audience in India who use Camo, at least 18 to 19% of them are using because of me. <laughs> because like, <laughs> because I have called up people at midnight and I have told them, I have told every big YouTuber in the country that I personally know of. Hey, by the way, do you know of this app? Yeah, so yeah, I, I am like the person who has done the most marketing for Camo in India. And that is why this is a big episode for me also. And like the things awesome. you were, well, thank you. Yeah, and the things you are saying about uh, latency, they are like damn right because uh, I also tried to use so uh, Panasonic GH5 as the camera. Uh, it's also amazing, but like you said, the latency problems. I have had the least amount of latency latency problems in an iPhone, and it also works uh, greatly on the the older iPhones I've seen. Like if you, uh, I have tried Camo on iPhone six. I have tried camo on iphone 8 and it works brilliantly so that's also something very very interesting that it, it you don't necessarily have to have iphone 12 for camo to work mm. perfectly yeah 
so is that something that like so uh, can i can a camo also work perfectly on iphone 5 uh so the 5s is the the oldest one we support which i think is about seven years old now uh and yeah it, it works well on them uh the you know with each newer phone that you get the image sensors get better um but a 5, uh, a 5S is still really as good as just about anything that's out there in terms of the world of webcams. Okay, okay. I also want to ask you a lot of entrepreneurial questions. And uh, uh, one of them is something I ask all my guests because entrepreneurship is a journey where there are a lot of failures. But is there any particular failure of yours which is your favorite? <laughs> So I've got so many failures to choose from by that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, over the years, I've built a few different businesses. And uh, I, uh, I built one called the Keep calm o mm -hmm. uh, about 10 years ago. And so you may be familiar with those Keep Calm and Carry On posters from, from wartime Britain. Uh, and essentially, we built a site that let you generate your own one. And you could sort of customize it. And you could have a different picture. Um, and the website did very, very well at first. Very big in the UK, very, very big in Commonwealth countries. Um, but, and in fact, we had millions of users a month, um, but it, the story didn't go very well. Uh, and we really struggled because of a lack of focus. That was something that, it was a hard lesson for me to learn, but I like building things and I like solving problems. And I found earlier in my career, I got very involved in trying to solve multiple things at the same time, get involved with different businesses. And, I, you know, I know Jack Dorsey can do it with Twitter uh, yeah. and Square and Elon Musk can famously do it. But I, you know, I don't have whatever it is they have. And, uh, you know, it's not something that's conducive to my success. So I found focus is, is really valuable. Okay. And so that is that one failure of yours is your favorite one. Is that what you would say? I, I mean, I, I think it's one of the most helpful lessons. That yeah. Learned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. In entrepreneurship, there is also this one thing which happens a lot, at least in the current days, which is a debate about hustle versus mental health. Like there are people who say, okay, you need to hustle, don't sleep, work like 100 hours a week. And there are people who say mental health, if it doesn't like suit to you, don't do it. So in this whole debate of hustle 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 mental health mental health mental health as an entrepreneur how do you find the balance it, it's very hard uh i think as an entrepreneur there, there isn't really any getting away from the hustle uh I, I think you probably have to work quite hard and you probably have to work quite long hours and it is difficult uh, I think it's a muscle, though. I, I think the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more resilient you become. Uh, I, I think it can be unhelpful to expose the team to that. You know, I, I think if you build a company where everyone has to be going at 110% all the time, that, that is very unhealthy. Uh, and I think particularly as a lot of uh, companies have transitioned into being remote, it, it's, it's all the more easy for it to become unhealthy and for people to work very long hours. Um, so I, I think as an entrepreneur, you kind of need the hustle, but I think in terms of the organization that you're building, I think it has to be, it has to be nourishing and sustainable. Uh, and sustainability is something that's close to my heart and what we do. Okay, but uh, 
my one observation i also have had is the people who are pitching for the mental health like you really need to take care of your mental health uh i hate to say it but eventually some people become lazy out of it because they are taking so much care of it because my mental health would be optimum like at levels when i just sleep all day and i don't have to like take a risk of maybe like doing podcast interviews or something like that so where do you draw the line where you do you uh stop telling yourself hey okay my, my i need to take care of my mental health but it should never uh convert into something which is uh, reflecting laziness <laughs> um yeah i i'm not sure i mean I, I you know one starts to detect signs of overdoing it and, and i think I, I may be more aware of that you know i know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with depression uh or imposter syndrome i i know a lot of people have panic attacks uh and you know you you certainly start to uh, detect and experience those problems when you are overdoing it and you haven't taken a break for a while um you know i um as i said somebody who likes to build things so for me downtime is really is kind of building things so it, it is quite hard to have a break because i don't i'm not the sort of person that wants to not work i want to work i, I gain my sense of pleasure from that yeah. so often for me downtime is maybe working on something different uh yeah i i, I struggle to take time off yeah. which is a very unhealthy thing i recognize and not something to encourage yeah but like since uh, we also are trying to build something through like the chalchitra and the podcast universe we are making like you said i also like building things by profession i am into film making but there are aspects of it when you have to do the legal stuff or the stuff where you are not uh, which are not like that enticing so when it yeah. comes to that and you're like hey i have to sign these things i have to talk to my accountant i have to do all these things those are the parts like where i really get like do you also like the management part of it as much as building part of it no no i'm i'm very <laughs> interested in the product and 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 the building of the product and uh you know there there are certainly parts that i find less rewarding um you know it's helpful to work with team of people and it, it's helpful to have it's helpful to have colleagues who who are motivated and enjoy some of the parts that that i'm uh, less motivated by but i do you know there's that expression around eating eating a frog isn't there and i you know on my list i kind of build up these things that i don't particularly want to do and then be you know i've just got to eat the frog i've just i've just got to get those things done and sometimes i can kind of reward myself with the fun bits and say okay if i get this done then i get to go back into design or i get to go back into testing or i get to go back into talking to customers uh, some of the things that that really energize me so it, it is a difficult balancing act certainly nice and i think in some ways as an entrepreneur you know it's easy to have the worst job it's easy to have the problem where you, the, the the role where you've got to sort all of the problems and you've got to deal with all the stuff that otherwise doesn't get caught uh and you, you know you you can't feel sorry for entrepreneurs because because they bring it on themselves and very often they have a, a very lovely time of things but i think it can be a great job but it can also be a terrible job uh and there's there's a lot of up and down yeah there's another thing which uh, i have i have been seeing a lot like at least in my circle this uh, particular hate for 
capitalism like uh, like the idea of like hey i want to earn money and it's a very specific question but uh, like there's this author ayn rand and she has like written books like fountain head and atlas shrugged and uh, in like we have a book community and every time you talk of it they're like hey these are the kind of books you should stop reading at the age of 18 but i have been reading this yeah like you should never like fall for that ideology but like i have been reading the tim ferris book tools of titans and like the now the latest one where people recommend books and a lot of entrepreneurs i know are big fans of atlas shrugged or ayn rand uh, fountain head but uh, but the other part of it is hey don't talk about are you stupid you read such books you should leave ayn after the age of 18 so what's your opinion of this whole ideology that people just do not buy yeah i mean you know you can tell from my funny british accent that uh you know i'm probably from the wrong side of the pond to be a randian uh, <laughs> you know uh, i'm based in in almost socialist europe and i i think there are probably fewer people into ayn rand here um yeah and i i think my philosophy and the company's philosophy sort of is is more european in that regard i mean uh you know i i would say i'm supportive of of capitalism but i i, I you know I, and i'm involved in capitalism yeah. as a proponent of it Yeah. but i'm i'm not an advocate for sort of unbridled capitalism and capitalism without regulation and i certainly worry about the impact of capitalism on the environment and on society and i think you know we we've seen seen some concerning things over the years where capitalism has been uh, unchecked and that has l- led to uh harm to the sort of the public discourse uh around the world Have you so, re- have you read both these books? Uh I I've read Atlas Shrugged, yeah. Yeah. What's your opinion of Atlas um, Shrugged? Uh it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a tremendously easy read. It 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 was uh an interesting parable. Um I I mean clearly some people read it and sort of have a a a Damascene conversion, don't they, where they believe in this sort of heroic entrepreneur archetype who should change the world and uh earn everything they get uh but yeah i mean i thought it was interesting but it it didn't it didn't speak to me in a fundamental way but would you uh, like let's say if i tell you or let's say hey i love this book would you judge a person uh, like who says ki they are into and right now would you See hey maybe you should also read this kind of books if you are reading this just to make the balance just to balance things out. Yeah, I mean I I I suppose it it sort of turns into a uh, well it turns into a political conversation doesn't yeah, it? I, yeah. I I I think you know I I've certainly spoken with entrepreneurs before who seem to be uh focused on making money at all costs and whose primary motivation uh, in what they do is to make money and that's not something that i can relate to or that i find enjoyable so i i think i i would i would probably i you know i probably wouldn't enjoy uh spending a lot of time with entrepreneurs like that um, yeah. i mean i i say for my sins i'm i'm an investor so i i i i do a little bit of early stage investing and that possibly puts me in an interesting position because 
one could maybe argue I should be investing in unbridled capitalists. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd back those people. Yeah, but like, let's say it's, it's a young kid in 20s who, who is reading these kind of like extreme capitalistic like books, which like promote yep. such ideologies. So what would you recommend to the, those people? Because you like, just like you said, you might not necessarily tune in with these people. So, but someone is young and they haven't seen the world. What other side of the spectrum would you like to show, show to them? Hey, maybe read this and you will get a better idea of how to do it ethically or something like that. Oh, well, I, I, I suppose I, I'm not sure I can think of a book that's directly an antidote to that. Okay. Uh, I, I think life experience and meeting more people and traveling is, is, is helpful to broaden one's perspective. But I do like the sort of the classic books, like I like Good to Great. Uh, I like The Seven Habits of Successful People. Uh, yeah. You know, th those I think are very good books. They talk about values. Uh, and possibly to an extent, values are maybe the antidote to, to some of that uh, Rand writing. And there's also a book called The Rockefeller Habits by a guy called Van Harnish. And that sounds like it's a really capitalistic Napoleon Hill type book, uh, but it isn't. Again, it, it's big on kind of values uh, and vision and thinking about the role one wants to play in one's community uh, and with one's business and how one achieves that. Uh, and very much not how do I dominate and subjugate everyone and extract a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll come back to the topic of books in a bit, but I now also want to talk about like uh, the Apple uh, universe, uh, which is your favorite Apple product? Oh, um, I'm a big fan of the watch. Nice. I'm really looking forward to the watch seven. It doesn't really matter what it is. I'm just, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I got my watch like uh, I think a month back. My elder brother gifted it to me. It's so good. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, and I have the cellular thing also in it because my phone switched off for a few days back, and it like on its own uh, received a phone call. I'm like, hey, this is cool. <laughs> right. right. There are a lot of small features like that in the watch that I am really liking. And uh, apart from the watch. Oh, I, I like the Apple TV uh, and I like the original HomePod. I, I think I think those are both products that don't have a lot of fans. Yeah, HomePod, like <laughs> people don't like HomePod like, as much as I have heard. Why do you like it? I like the sound. Um, I, I don't think there are a lot of other alternatives for, for, for smart speakers that respect your privacy and that sound good. Um, it was, you know, the, the, the original HomePod um, was uh, probably a bit too success, uh, expensive to be successful. Uh, I, but I must say, I prefer it to the newer one, the HomePod Mini. I, I find it, it it's, it's too small and not, not really sort of, not quite there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found it was a nice product. And it's a pity that Apple don't make speakers uh, other than that, you know. They, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't sort of buy a set. Have you tried the headphones, the noise cancellation ones, the headphones? I, I do, yes. Um, I mean, I've got I've got the pros in. I, I have some of the, the, the Max ones uh, here, but I, I'm not using them for the podcast just because I find these ones a little bit more reliable. But are they good? Uh, Yes, they're good. Um, but one of the things that frustrates me is they don't support high fidelity audio. Uh, uh, I don't know so what that means. You, so what does that mean? So 
one of the options in Apple Music is you can you can check a box and get extra high quality uh, audio. Yeah, and and yeah. it's a feature that's coming soon to Spotify. But the AirPods Pros and the AirPods Max don't uh, do that. They only do a lower bit rate. So in order to listen to, the, to, to that audio, I, I have a pair of regular wired headphones. So okay. I, I sort of have a desk that's covered in different headphones for the different uh, use cases. And that's a bit frustrating. You know, it'd so, be better if the Apple pair just, just kind of worked. So what are the products that support that high uh, bitrate uh, streaming? Uh, so I, I think it, essentially it's largely limited to wired headphones. Got it. Uh, because I don't think Bluetooth can essentially uh, very easily do the the bit rate that's required. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure it will in future, and and there may well be some some models that support that. But Apple's ones don't, and it's really frustrating that they ship the AirPods uh, Max and. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they cost, 600 bucks, something like that. You know, it's a lot of money. And then a few months later, they announced lossless audio and they don't support them. So that's, that felt like a disappointing move from Apple. But, but. Is there any product which is like for less than $100, 100 USD, which you think that you got and you would recommend to everyone, hey, this is cheap, but you should totally get it? Ooh. That's a that's a good question. Um, that is a good question. Uh, I quite like some of the um, wireless charging pads uh, that I use. There, there are some very kind of uh, simple ones you, you can get on Amazon, maybe for about thirty bucks. Okay. Uh, I found that they've sort of helped my standard of, of life uh, and my work. Um, I've enjoyed some of the lights and sort of scene setup bits uh that i've got for the home office you can see there's a there's a there's a hue light strip behind me that's kind of creating yeah. that little light effect yeah. uh that's that was less than 100 bucks and that's that's been quite effective in just sort of improving the scene i mean i must say i'm actually working in uh what is really a construction site at the moment my my office is being redone to make a proper scene so i'm using trickery to hide a few bits that aren't quite right ah nice nice i uh uh I want to also, I thought I'll do it after the podcast, but I'm not sure if we'll be left with the time later. I had a feedback about cameras. So can I do it live? Can I, can I share it with you live? Yes, please. So, uh, like I said, I'm from the filmmaking background and uh, it is a small thing that I think you can introduce. It is about the shutter speed feature in, uh, like camera, uh, uh pro version. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, let's say there is a light, uh, let me show it to you. Uh, can I show it to you live? Let's do it. Let's, Let's see what happens. So, so you might be seeing that light is flickering right now. Right, right. But because it is on one by thirtieth shutter speed. So the shut, there are no flickers of light at the multiples of 25. So mm -hmm. let's say I, if I move the camo ka shutter speed to 1 by 25, I just moved it to 1 by 25. The flicker yeah. went away. Yeah. So uh, I have the, the scroll bar which is there. I would just suggest for the multiples of 25, it should, it should not go like 25, 26, 1 by 25, 1 by 26. It right. should be like 1 by 25, 1 by 50 because there are no flickers then. Yes, no, I, I, think, I think that's a good point. We, 
we um, we haven't revisited those controls, and there's there's a, a fair bit I think we need to do to to make them clearer and to make them a little bit easier to use. Uh, I, I believe uh, if you click on the shutter speed, yeah, uh, you'll find you can type the value in, but you know, yeah, but still, like uh, it's not the as part, easy as it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have to go to my keyboard for that. But like yeah. just by scrolling, it like just takes it to like like a magnetic thing kind of like how you do it in Adobe Premiere. So it's like one by twenty five, one by fifty. Because I just showed it to you live now. The flicker is not there because my shutter speed is one by twenty five. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that absolutely makes sense. I mean, uh, and there are clearly some shutter speeds that are more significant than others. Um, uh, you know. We, uh, there are some other examples, I think, where we could improve those sliders. So, you know, if you look at contrast, the, the contrast adjustments that we allow for are extreme. And, and really, the adjustments that you want to make are in a sort of a very narrow bracket. Uh, damn right. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah, because I just change. I never play with the contrast for the same reason, because the changes are so extreme. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we've, <laughs> we've got more to do. So we... We put the Android app, so we've launched an yeah. Android app into open beta on Friday. Uh, we've got 10, we picked up 10,000 users over the weekend from that. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, and uh, they, you know, <laughs> they've reported quite a bit of feedback, uh, although you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, almost all very positive. Uh, so you know, we're, we're spending some time on that. And we are, in fact, just before this call, we shipped uh, 139, which adds, sorry, we shipped 108, which adds support for audio in Windows. Nice. Uh, and now we're all focused on 1.4, uh, which is going to be an exciting update for us. This is so nice. If I may know, how many us users uh, does Camo have right now all over the world? Uh, so it's in the hundreds of thousands. Nice. Uh, and I, I don't know how many you're responsible for, but it, it could be it could be quite a lot of them. <laughs> Very nice, 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 nice. And, and, and now that we have uh, Android as well as India, uh, sorry, now that we have uh, Android as well as iPhone, we, we should be able to get many more Indian users, right? Because I think yeah, as as absolutely. with as with the UK, there's there's a, a split. Yeah, ninety percent of the people in India use Android phones. Eighty to ninety, I would say. Awesome, awesome. Well, India, here we come. <laughs> nice so uh that is also very cool but uh, now i also want to move to the recommendation part of things which i had asked that i would touch uh, which i had discussed that i would touch upon uh apart from camo which are your which are the apps that you have in your phone and you would be like hey just download this don't think download this oh so i'm a very big note taker and uh, I spent time with uh, Evernote and then with Bear and apps like that. But there's a new one that I've been uh, using and really enjoying called Reflect. Uh, and the website is reflect.app. Uh, and it's being built by uh, Alex McCaw, who's the guy who built uh, Clearbit. Uh, and I think he's bootstrapping this. So he's now an, uh, essentially an indie developer, if I understand correctly. And it's like a note-taking app that uses Markdown, and it's a bit like Rome Research. And it just, it's nice, and it uses end-to-end -end encryption. So unlike, uh, say, Evernote, you know, I think it's totally secure with your notes. And unlike Bear, it's sort of got some of the better tagging and association that Rome has. Uh, 
So I'm really enjoying that. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Are are you a fan of? Have you used Notion? Uh, uh, yes. So we use Notion in the business, uh, and yeah. I think we struggle a bit with Notion. So we were using Google Docs for everything. And the problem with Google Docs is it can really sprawl. Uh, and it's hard to contain that sprawl. So we went to Notion to try and manage that. And it does solve some of those problems, but it's it's very, very slow. And yeah. it's not very reliable. And Reliable in what sense? Non-reliable uh, in what sense? Oh, fairly often if I'm sent a link by a colleague or if I click a link, it will say I don't have access or it will say. Oh, this is the biggest problem. I 100% agree with this. Yes. So <laughs> this is something I was telling my team. I was shouting, never right. send me Notion links. It like gives me anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I click on it and it says, you know, you don't have access. Uh, get someone at Reincubate who has access. It's like, I'm, I'm the account admin. You hit refresh, and on the fifth time, it loads. And, you, you know, if I've tweeted Notion about it a couple of times, and they're always like, oh, send us the logs. But, like, it, it's got to happen to everyone. Like, sounds like it happens to you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is the biggest problem I have with Notion. Yeah. So like if there, if I need to move from like, like I do, I have a lot of pages on Notion, like my small team, everyone is making all the pages on Notion. Yeah. Would you recommend a separate app or a website where we can switch the base to? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I think there are some new patterns here and people are trying to figure out what the answer is. And I don't know if it exists. I, I, I like Airtable. I mean, Airtable is good for some of the things that Notion yeah. does. And I've been looking at Craft. I think their website is craft.do. And that's like a, an Apple-focused native version of Notion that's very fast. Uh, and that's quite nice. But I don't think it's cross-platform. Uh, and there's Coda, which I think is uh, quite similar to Notion, quite a bit more powerful, but I'm not, I'm not sure that anyone has quite got this yet. So I, I think we're probably the same as you in that we've we've got quite a big investment in Notion now, but it, it's maybe not quite right. I mean, hopefully the guys at Notion will will yeah. figure it out. Uh, I, I'll try inviting the founder of uh, Notion here and like I'll, I'll do a live feedback here. I'll share, like I did right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not a bad product, right? It's, it's a good it's product. Not, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's very aesthetic also. <laughs> very aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like you said, there are so many problems there. And if they solve those... But, but I do like to believe, I, and I think they've made it fast now. The fast part of it, they have taken care of. Because uh, they released an update or something, and it has gotten quite fast, like, since, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did that a few months ago, didn't they? And it yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. got a lot faster. Uh, and that was that was certainly good to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your what's your opinion of if you have used it? Epoch Cam. Oh. Because it um, will be the closest competitor of Camo, if I may say. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm not sure I have much of an opinion on it. I mean, uh 
it uh, uses ads and, and is an ad supported product. And I, I don't use products like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I suppose in some ways it's similar to Camo, but I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think it's kind of like a, I think it's a substitute. If you don't have a webcam, it, it's the sort of thing you might use. It's positioned as being lower end to webcam, whereas we're, uh, very much sort of positioned at being a replacement for webcams. And so my understanding is it, you know, I, I don't think it has an effective portrait mode. So you can see I've got this sort of background blur behind me. Yeah. I don't think it gives you remote control. I don't think it uh, is native on iPads. I don't think it supports dark mode. I don't think it supports Android. I, it's just, a, it's a very different product. Uh, and, I, it, you know, it's priced very differently as well. It's it, but it does have one feature which I think is really cool, and I would love to see in Camo. But the feature they have they haven't executed it nicely. The Wi-Fi feature, like you can use the phone without the wire. Yes, yeah. I mean, we have spent some time looking at Wi-Fi, um, and there are a few products that have a Wi-Fi implementation, uh, but we, you know, we're not comfortable that. Any product exists out there that is secure. Um, so with all of these things, if you get another device on the same network as someone using it, you can intercept their video. Uh, so if you're using that on a wireless network that other people are on, uh, it could have you know, really interesting privacy concerns. Um, oh. And they, they also rely on infrastructure-based wireless, which for most users is not always good enough and can be very difficult. Uh, and, you know, as I said, with Camo, we've, we've got a very different market. I mean, we've got people doing live TV. Uh, we've got people who are on calls professionally all day. We, we, can't, we can't release something that is not secure and that is not robust. And so we, we do have a plan uh, for wireless and uh, we do indeed have some work done for wireless and we're looking forward to shipping it. But we took a decision quite early on that we weren't, we weren't going to ship wireless in the same way that uh, anyone else has it. So... You know, we're going to do something a, a, a bit special, and I'd like to think that our users uh, will recognize that and appreciate the quality of what we do in Camo and, and how consistently we've sort of rethought how some of these things are done. Nice. I'll tell you something about, like, the uh, impact of Camo, which makes which might make you feel nice because i am that person i bought the pro version like a year back and since then i'm like hey if i'm talk talking to someone and i see a shitty video i'm like hey give me five more minutes i'll change your life <laughs> i'm like that but recently what has started happening was so there was this another youtuber i was talking to i'm like hey i need to tell you something you know there's this product called camo it does and he's like yeah i know of camo and I'm like, oh, nice. And there's this uh, very, very famous author in India. His name is Chetan Bhagat. He's like the bestseller from India. And he also came on YouTube recently. And I used to see his videos earlier. Uh, if he's good or not, that's separate discussion. But he has a very huge base. Very huge. Like he has so sold millions of books. And like all of his books have been like, like in terms of numbers, been great. So I was seeing one of his streams and they're like, hey, bad video. He needs to do something about it. Then like sometime back, I uh, tuned into his uh, YouTube channel and I, I saw the camo logo in the... And like, hey, he started using camo. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a snapshot wow. to Vani also. Hey, Vani, <laughs> he has also started using camo. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, we, I mean, we, we, we should give you an affiliate code, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, so, I, like, Vani, like, uh, Vani, can you turn off, turn on your, like, video for a second? Like, I, I, I have a complaint against you if you are still here. <laughs> Uh, Vani is here. Like, I'll tell you. So, Vani, what she has started... Okay. Yeah. She knows what I'm going to say now. <laughs> so, so Vani used to use a Windows laptop and she recently bought a M1 MacBook. And okay. I and we, we stream every Friday. We have been doing it for last one year. And Vani used to set up her camo. I used to set up my camo. She used Windows. I used uh, Mac. So, it was nice. But since she has uh, like started using M1, she has stopped using camo. And I'm like, hey, you're ditching me. <laughs> She's not using camo right now. <laughs> oh, dear. So, it's well, kind of... We uh, parent teacher meet all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> because that is... Uh, but isn't that uh, something which can go against you if like people start making good webcams? You'll be like, "Hey, what will Camo do now?" Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's not. <laughs> it sounds like a funny answer. People aren't going to make good webcams. Hey, uh, nice. <laughs> it, it, it's not. You know, the hardware exists to do it, but you'd be looking at a unit cost of five to six hundred bucks. And I don't really think there's a market for that because if you're going to spend that money, you might be better off either getting a decent smartphone or getting a DSLR. And what we're seeing with webcam makers is, you know, the legacy webcams that most people have are based on technology that's 15 to 20 years old. Uh, and they've sort of been a thing. Through the pandemic, a couple of people have launched newer allegedly pro webcams, which have got these, they've all got the same new Sony image sensor. Uh, and I say it's new, it's still about 10 years old. So we, we've seen, I think there have been three kind of pro and inverted comma webcam launches in the last nine months. But you, you look at them and they're just, they're terrible. CNN did, did a review of them and it's just, people, yeah. It, it, it's incredible that they're even bothering to ship these devices because they're so bad. Yeah. And they're so, so far away from what a smartphone can do. But the problem is you need you know, about 500 to $600 of retail price hardware. And you need a lot of software that costs millions or tens or hundreds of millions of dollars to develop. And those companies just don't have it. They're incapable of doing it. So, you know, certainly Apple can create better webcams. You know, Apple are definitely very capable of that. I think from an economic perspective, they're very unlikely to ship them separately. I mean, you know, possibly if Apple did a thousand dollar webcam, I could see it happening. But otherwise, they're probably constrained to what they're prepared to put inside uh, a laptop. Because they also have to make those thinner. They have to make them thinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know, we, we will see Apple making some incredible cameras, uh, but probably as part of existing devices. Uh, and, you know, Apple may well be making our lives easier uh, to do this. And, it, you know, we, we have a huge number of users inside Apple who are running camo very happily. Uh, and that is a very exciting thing to see yeah this is so nice like netflix is very famous for saying the their biggest competitor is not like let's say a disney or hbo max their biggest competitor is sleep <laughs> their sleep is biggest <laughs> so what's the biggest competitor for camo because we talked about epoch cam we talked about webcams we talked about like these uh like the webcams of laptop external webcams like logitech which is the biggest 
competitor of camo yeah uh that, that's a good question I, I suppose there are a few ways to look at it i mean um i i think awareness is uh is is, is important I, I think uh if users are unaware that uh there are relatively simple options for them to look better and for them to improve their video quality yeah. with equipment that they already have uh yeah. I think you just need to make me the you just need to make me the brand ambassador of camo for that i'll i'll take care of, <laughs> <laughs> of that i think, I think we should <laughs> you look at my setup every person is hey how is this possible because i'll switch to my webcam no uh like the uh this is terrible okay it's this <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's that's the difference yeah that's yeah. that's I mean, the difference and you've got quite sort of uh artistic lighting going on and that means mm -hmm. some parts of your scene are quite low light and that's a very difficult thing for a camera to deal with but of course it's it's where the phone shines and what model of phone are you on okay so uh i downgraded because i initially had an iphone uh, 12 pro but like i had to give it to my father because originally he had gotten it i just never gave it to him right. i am using iphone xr right now right 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 it's pretty good yeah. like I, I i am like hey this is nice yeah iphone xr good yeah uh yeah and like i'm glad you look i'm glad you're looking after your father <laughs> <laughs> nice and like this feature of like getting to use ultra wide on camo it's so good like are these things easy to incorporate or because that is like a game changer for me you can do ultra wide on camo it's like big or is it a very small uh feature to add yeah i think the the, the challenge the challenge is pulling everything together and making it work in a way that's sort of smooth and intuitive. So, uh, you know, just adding ultra wide on its own is, is maybe not too hard, but it's like making everything else make sense with ultra wide and ensuring ultra wide doesn't break things is, is tough. And that, and that's the same, you know, with say portrait mode or with frame rate changes or with, with the other settings. So the more you add, the more complicated the whole thing gets and the more potentially fragile it becomes. And of course, we, we really don't ever want it to be fragile. Got it, got it. So I think we are uh, running short on time, but I still have a lot of recommendations to take from you. So let's do a rapid fire kind of a thing. Like uh, the first name that comes to your mind, like we'll do a few quickies. If you still want to take your time, you can. But let's try to do like a quick, quick session. So uh, I and these will be recommendations about everything, uh, like movies, books, music apps websites so are you ready <laughs> let, let, i hope i i hope i pass let's let's give it a go okay um spotify or apple music uh spotify S spotify yeah. yeah okay i mean Can i i have both but i and i have apple music because uh th there's an american artist called action bronson who okay. is a chef and a weightlifter and a rapper he's a very strange man but he has an exclusive live radio show that he does on apple music and so i have apple music for that but i don't really understand how to find anything on apple music i find the interface very confusing so spotify nice kindle or paperback oh both but i am getting i'm spending a lot more time with the kindle recently okay 
योर फेवरेट स्ट्रीमिंग एप्लीकेशन और वेबसाइट लाइक अमंग द नेटफ्लिक्स और द एच बी ओज और दन दैट यू यूज द मोस्ट Oh, Netflix. I would say, in terms of usage and and uh, and in terms of is it in terms of usage or the way it is built? Oh, probably in terms of usage. I find Netflix is a bit is a bit confusing. Um, but as I said, I'm a big Apple TV user, so that would be uh, Apple's Apple's TV product itself and their movies and TV shows. Bit of Netflix, bit of bit of YouTube. I think YouTube has probably got the best interface. Okay. Do you have any? Um, let's say, do, are you a podcast listener? Uh, a little bit, yes, yes. So, can you recommend us a few podcasts? Uh, I, I'm. I would say I'm. I'm probably not a very advanced podcast listener. Uh, so, the sort of things I listen to, I, I imagine people will have heard of. Uh, but I, I love This American Life. Uh, okay. As I said, I'm. I'm not American, uh, but I love Americana, uh, and I just. I. I really enjoy it. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, but like, do you also listen to the usual suspects like the Joe Rogans and the the other ones? Not so much. I I, I suppose I I listen to This American Life a lot because I listen to it at the gym, uh, and 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 I I love doing that. Uh, and then I've got a lot of sort of technical or indie developer or design podcasts. Uh, and I must say, I I generally kind of. I'll listen to an episode or half an episode, but I I I rarely sort of get into it. I, I find I don't have a lot of time for it. Okay, which is your least favorite Apple product? Oh, um, I really didn't like uh, any of the laptops that had the was it the butterfly keyboard? Yeah, I, um, I have that one. <laughs> oh. Unbelievable! I I I use this Logitech keyboard like separately. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, are you into movies and TV shows? Uh, I, I a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any movie? Okay, so any movies on the top of your head like that, like really that you like to watch or revisit a lot? I really enjoyed uh, Flashbacks of a Fool, yeah. uh, which is a Daniel Craig movie. It's probably about fifteen years old now, and it, it's yeah. very strange. But it has some music by Roxy Music in it, and I don't know. It's it's just I like that film. Nice, nice, nice. In regard to TV shows, oh, um, again, it's probably a bit of a basic answer, but I I quite enjoy Rick and Morty. Um, nice. I imagine. The latest series is probably out, well out everywhere else in the world, but in in the UK, uh, you know, I've sort of I've, I've paid for the series, so the episodes are coming out, and I, I think we're a couple of episodes into the latest series. And yeah, I enjoy that. Are you into video games? Uh, a little bit. I don't have a lot of time, but a little bit. Yeah. Any any so video I've game that in... you have? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, when I was younger, I used to play uh, NetHack a lot, which is a very, very old black and white console-based game. And then I started playing Dwarf Fortress, which is, you know, a, again, a very sort of complicated technical game. Um, but more recently, the only thing I've really played is a game called RimWorld by a guy called Tynan Sylvester. And it's like Dwarf Fortress, but with graphics. Uh, and it's sort of, yeah, it's like a story simulator. Again, it's a very difficult game, but I enjoy it. Nice. 
any uh, artist in regard to music that you discovered recently and you would like to recommend to people to listen to on Spotify or wherever? Yeah, well, why not? Um, I've been listening to Frances Quinlan. Okay. Uh, she has a band called Hop Along, but uh, she recently put out a solo album, I think last year, and I absolutely love that. I think the opening track on it is, uh, uh, is really remarkable. Nice, nice. Have you been to India? Uh, I have not. I would love to go. Nice, nice. You should, you should totally come and like, would, <laughs> we would love to host you and like tell you all like the best place. Like if you like, which is the place that you have heard the most about in India, apart from the Taj Mahal? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I, I suppose I'd like to spend some, some time in Mumbai. I, I think that would be nice. a huge amount of fun. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to see, uh, I'd, I'd like to see a lot of it. Uh, I think that would yeah. be a lot of, lot of fun. I, I'm a big drinker of, of tea, but I'm also a big drinker of chai. Uh, it's like a, a masala chai, and we, we make it at home. Although I'm sure oh, nice. we make it badly, but I would like to. Uh, I'd like to have some chai from from, you know, a lot of different chai experiences. This is so cool, uh, because I had switched uh, to chai very recently. Sorry, you were saying something. Uh, well, I was I was going to say uh, my my wife and I have a, a household routine where in the mornings I am the chai waller and I I make her tea. Um, so. Yeah. So, so were you never a coffee person or like uh, no not not really no nice i had to leave coffee because of the acidity gastric issues because i was like hey this is something my body cannot tolerate yeah it's a bit much isn't it yeah and uh uh there are so many apps which are there in regard to uh, meditation and like calming down there is headspace there is waking up there is breathe uh, uh yeah uh, so is there anyone which that you have used and you're like hey this kind of worked for me so i've uh been i mean i've been taught to i've been taught vedic meditation uh and i i do do vedic uh meditation with a, a, a silent mantra I, I don't use an app for it i just uh <laughs> just nice i just close my eyes and, and sit quietly so uh I, i'm sure the apps are a good thing and i know a lot of people use them but i've i've never i've never felt the need to use an app to meditate that's the goal <laughs> like where you don't need an app or a guided uh, meditation to meditate uh uh, this is nice and like uh, last one of the last questions who are the entrepreneurs that you look up to in the world oh uh well <laughs> i'm afraid i've got a basic answer i i i find uh, a, a lot of the famous tech entrepreneurs quite interesting uh particularly for how they've managed to create moats around their businesses and how they're able to to differentiate themselves I know Elon Musk is a divisive character, but I, I do find uh, a lot of what he does quite inspiring. Uh, and I also find uh, Jeff Bezos's journey quite interesting. Um, Steve Sanofsky, Stephen Sanofsky, who was a, a Microsoft executive for a very long time, is writing a book called Hardcore Software. And he was a very senior guy at Microsoft. And he's, he's writing about all of the decisions they made as they built Office, as they built Windows 95, and really how Microsoft got in the situation it's in today. And, that's a fantastic book. So I, I yeah, I, I really kind of looked to, to Stephen Sanofsky for, for his kind of lessons on how he did what he did. 
Um, no, I, I think I think you, you, I think we've we've had a great chat. I, I mean, I, I should, as you say, talk about Camo. Uh, so Camo for Android and Camo for Windows are uh, both in beta. They're both freely available. And whilst we sell an upgrade for Camo for some users, for Android and for Windows, it is all free. You can get all of the pro features for free on the website. You can fill in a form, get a pro license. We don't want any money. So you know, give it a go if you're curious and. Drop me a note. Let me know how you get on. So nice. And I just want to ask this one last thing. Which mic are you using? It's very clear. Oh, uh, this is a uh, Electro Voice 20. Uh, okay. It, obviously, it helps as I get a little bit closer <laughs> to it because I should <laughs> be closer to it. Um, yeah. Because it is a, you know, it's a dynamic mic. Yeah, it's yeah same, same, with, to, uh, same with mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is, I, I have uh, taken a note of that and I think I'll, because right now I use a blue snowball, so whenever I make an upgrade, I'll make an upgrade to that one, I think. But, <laughs> totally good. yeah, thank you so much, Aiden, for doing this and uh, uh, if uh, people who have come here for the first time, who are the uh, Camo fans and the Aiden fans, uh, I quickly want to tell about like what we do. We have a YouTube channel called Chalchitra Talks. We have about 65,000 subscribers and this is uh, the extension of Second uh, Chalchitra Talks, which is called Second Last Supper. This is a uh, podcast-specific channel that we have made. And we very recently started putting out all these episodes on Spotify, Apple, and all the audio platforms. So you can listen to these uh, on those platforms also. On Chalchitra Talks, we do stuff like the talks mostly about movies, books, and arts. On Second Last Supper, you will get to see a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, who are uh, building things and uh, very, very interesting people whom I don't get a chance to talk on a daily basis. Uh, so this is great. And thank you again, Aiden, for doing this. And thank you so much for building Camo. Like it has been a game changer for me. And that is why I was in particular looking for this episode. And I hope to speak to you soon. Of course. It's been an absolute honor. Thank you very much, Viva. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll see you.